BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Note to Self. I'm sitting here with my friend Morgan Riddle. She is a very, I want to say, just off the bat, a lot of people don't ask for guests on the show. Like, every time I have a guest, unless it's, like, one of my good friends and there's, like, good banter, people are Mm -hmm. like, so we really like your solo episodes. Like, they're very (laughs) specific about that. But more... More often than not, if I mention you like in my story or something, people are like, please have her on the podcast. Oh, so this is very intentional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because you're in town and you travel all the time. So I wanted to like, you know, nail yeah. it down. Yeah. But if you all don't know Morgan, give us a little blurb about yourself. Midwest born and raised. I do YouTube and TikTok now, I would say primarily, but it's relatively new for me. I've only been doing social media for like a year and a half, but like really seriously only for about a year. Okay. So it's kind of new to me. I went to college in New York, have lived in LA for the last three years, living life. Don't yeah. live here very often though. Yeah. You don't travel here quite a bit. Okay. Tell us about why you're traveling. Because my boyfriend plays tennis mm-hmm. and it is a year round sport. So there's pretty much no time off except for a few weeks off in December. Mm-hmm. And he's traveling all around the world. And now I travel with him because so why fun. wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, literally, why wouldn't you? Especially with places to stay and all of that. Yeah. So I found Morgan at first through TikTok. I found you through a TikTok that you did kind of. And I think it's one of your first ones that went viral. Maybe you were talking about tennis, kind of explaining it to people like me who like, I'll watch tennis for like a fun activity, yeah. perhaps. Do you understand but I'm not scoring? Like, ish it's so confusing it's like it's like the 15 30 45 is that 40 40 okay. yeah 15 30 40 okay okay it's like that well you make sense explain all of this and she does this like she did this really great tiktok that like rarely do i ever like remember how many tiktoks do you see per day rarely do Too i remember many. a tiktok where i'm like that was actually like such a sick tiktok it was a pretty good TikTok. it was good it had a lot of background information on the sport and then also like the girly things yeah. that i like to know yeah so i found morgan through that your tennis content and this must have been around the same time as wimbledon last year it was i think that particular video was in like march of last year okay, so, right so i was still i was still like working normal job but yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of posting tiktoks for fun mm-hmm. and yeah the first couple that I did were centered around like tennis and the tennis tour just because I was like, this is something that's cool and a lot of people don't know about. And like nobody is posting tennis content like mm-hmm. this. And at that point, it had been such a big part of my life for years already that yeah. I was like, I just I want to like share this and share what I'm doing and share what my life is. And then they just happened to do really well. So I, I yeah. just continued with it. Well, there are two things I really like about your content regarding tennis and dating someone who's playing. Mm. One, I we were talking about this before we hopped on the mic, the background information that you give. I feel like it's, I was saying my friend Allie Cooch does this really well with football. She'll explain the back end process of the NFL because her husband plays. Mm-hmm. And like they've gone through a number of different teams in the public eye and they've explained how the trades work and how training camp works. Yeah. And like they're really, you know, being vulnerable on the back end of the ups and downs of it, which mm. I dated a guy who played Major League Baseball for a really long time and his ups and downs, watching him go through it 
on the back end, a lot of those players don't want to share that openly. They yeah. don't want to share the because it's it is really hard is. when you're playing a sport like that. Injury yeah. is hard, you know, with sports like baseball or football, getting traded is hard. Losing is really hard. Mm -hmm. And to do so while having the social media aspect is just a whole different thing. But I like how you and her both share both good and bad, but also like the history of things and the way that it works to people mm -hmm. who might not know. Yeah. I mean, I that's the part that's interesting to me. It's so, so interesting. It. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've looked at a lot of different, you know, there are plenty of people who date athletes, you know, from the sports that everyone knows every single day, like the football, the baseball, the mm -hmm. hockey, basketball, tennis, golf, things like that, who make the content kind of about, and this is not a dig at anyone in particular, but they make the content about like looking hot at a game. Yeah. Or like this is me and my hot boyfriend or mm -hmm. my hot husband or whatever it is. But you're really good at educating people on the back end of yeah. it. It's Thank something you. that I wish I did more about baseball because yeah. whenever I was like doing my baseball like outfits for the game or whatever, mm -hmm. it was fun, but also like there's so much more information I could have added, but it's so much effort <laughs> to put that shit together that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do. Did you know the sport of baseball really well? Like, did you guys talk about it? So, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My family has these. My sister played softball my whole life and she played college and then professionally. Mm -hmm. And now she trains athletes with her husband who played minor league baseball oh, for a long okay. time. My little brother's committed to college for baseball. My great grandpa played major league baseball. My everyone's played baseball. Oh, so it's in your blood. It's in the blood. And I, I also said I would never wag. ever date a baseball player. <laughs> like also, we had these facilities called DBAT throughout Texas, where they're big facilities where you either you can go in and like hit and train and stuff and have lessons. So my okay. sister would like used to teach those lessons at our facilities with her husband. And then they made a whole player development center. And then like we had professional guys come on in the offseason, do all their camps and how. So like I've been around baseball players forever to the point where I was like, I am never dating a baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> I don't regret it. But for reasons that like a lot of baseball players are just like not great human beings. But Agreed. I chose a good one. I really yeah. did. He was yeah. great. But I I didn't know about it. But I didn't realize, I guess, how many people didn't know about the back end of like the spring training. And I don't know a thing about it. I mean, is, I don't know a thing about sports. It's kind of like tennis where like baseball has like a like it's it's a all-year sport basically. Yeah. Where they and they have, play like, so many games, right? 160 something games or something ah. like that per year. That's insane. And then I would the, eat the, so many hot dogs if I was a baseball player. So wife. many. And they're also <laughs> right. And they Give have me the like, glizzies. it's crazy. So I like that you and both Allie do that. There's a lot, there's like a historical component there and you explain mm -hmm. the sport. So if y'all want to know more about tennis, definitely go follow Morgan because she's the Got queen of tennis. Do you play tennis? I've started to. I, okay. I definitely didn't when we first started dating, but I've started doing lessons when mm -hmm. I come back to LA and stuff, mostly because it's just fun. Like it's yeah. a fun social activity to do mm -hmm. and I'm just not very like athletic or coordinated <laughs> or tennis is really hard like I'm typically pretty athletic yeah and pretty coordinated there's certain things I'm good at like I'm fast or something I thought I was coordinated mm -hmm. tennis will humble you so fast it will yeah I mean when I first started like I couldn't even get the ball over the net or I would send it like mm -hmm. shooting over the the fence of the court oh, the number of times I've t I took tennis lessons last year yeah the number of times that I just like launched the balls like and we're in Pasadena like there's homes next to us I'm launching these balls wait we should do a tennis lesson we have to I AKA, need to get like, it down we should like get drinks and take no I know. that's what I love about tennis so my parents told me that I should date a if I want to live the life of luxury mm -hmm. I need to date a golfer or a tennis player because yep. you travel all the time mm -hmm. and or f1 now f1 yeah too. but f1 they're so small my, my dad's obsessed with F1 and there's what, some F1. The, like the men are small? The men are teeny tiny. They're like, almost like jockeys. Get like, you a short cane. I mean, they're so tiny. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. My dad's obsessed with F1. The whole like fighter pilot to F1 pipeline. He's like obsessed with things that go fast. Yeah. So he just is obsessed with F1. It actually would be my dream to like take him to an F1. That would you be should. so crazy. I heard they're really fun. I haven't been to one yet, but I want to go. And now I've started to like be friends like F1 way. Yeah, you're like, I'm hey like, guys. so <laughs> the next one, let me know. Because a lot of like the tennis and F1 are like the tennis tournament in M Monaco. Mm -hmm. The next week is the F1 one. And sometimes they kind yeah, of overlap. Yeah. Like Wimbledon was during the London Grand Prix. Okay. So they just happen to kind of be around the same time. So I, I want to try to go to one next mm -hmm. year. That's my goal is to go to one. I mean, I wish I was fancy enough to be an F1 or golf or tennis wag. But I think like the baseball life was so nice because like there's so many games yeah that like 
we would show up at the suite and like I would be the one that was like dressed up in like a black tube top mm-hmm. and jean shorts. Like everyone else is like in sweats or like in oh, yeah. like athletic wear because there's so many games. No makeup. They're just like, yeah. I don't give a flying fuck. I, I was I here yesterday. I think <laughs> I'm I just here today. enjoy getting dressed up so Me much. Too. That Me too. I would just, I and mean, I was that girl in high school that showed up in like heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, so oh that's always been in kind of in my DNA. Your thing. Well, you love the yeah. fashion angle. I do. But what was the second thing I was going to say about your content? Oh, I love that you're, you have this cool life that you share with your boyfriend, you live together, you travel together, Mm -hmm. but the content is really focused on yourself and your own life. And you're living this full independent life while also traveling with him, which is a really hard balance to strike Mm -hmm. basically because your purpose for being there is because of him and Mm -hmm. still being able to be independent enough to make it about you. Yeah. Which I I really that Our our lives run like parallel with each other Mm -hmm. is how I'd say it. Like we're there, we're together, but like we're both going in straight lines next to each other. Yeah, it's yeah. not so much like super entwined mm-hmm. in a way. Yes. But I, I think it works well for us. Yeah, it works well. I think it works well for your personality too. And I think mm-hmm. that's hard sometimes when you're with someone like that, you do have to have, you have a lot of alone time. You're traveling so with him, alone. but you're I'm always alone. Myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you always. have to like, to entertain yourself basically. Yeah. Note to Self is sponsored by BetterHelp. So sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I feel like this has been pretty much the entirety of my 20s, even before my 20s, through college, before college. I feel like life is just one big gray area. So we're always making these choices that we need to make sure we are aligning with. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And we actually talk about that a lot on Note to Self. We talk about trusting yourself. We talk about how to align with your own values. And for me, therapy has been a huge way to hone in on what I find important and kind of build my life around that day to day. I've been in therapy uh, since I was about 19 years old. I wasn't, when I was in college, was very overwhelmed and I just needed someone to talk to. And I found therapy. I found a lot of solace in therapy. So I'm very, very passionate about people going and exploring that route for themselves. So if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This is huge because sometimes therapy can be like dating where you kind of have to find the right person for you. So the fact that you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge is huge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash note to self today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash note to self. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments? Careers are complicated and there are so many hush hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how, while you're traveling and all these things, what are your favorite things to do? What's like your, you have like a, ritual or routine that you do post-flight to get like to beat jet lag things like that are you I'm always that's like one thing with traveling that I have not figured out yet is jet lag just mm-hmm. like because I I can sleep so good I can sleep 15 hours if I want to yeah and so messing up my circadian rhythm and sleep schedule has always been really really difficult for me and especially since I got this aura ring It'll let you know. now I'm like oh my <laughs> yeah, I know. god I had like a 40% sleep score last night like that's mm-hmm. insane so yeah I haven't quite figured out jet lag yet I mostly just like pound pre-workout mm, or espresso okay. shots and I so you're more of a because some people will like go to sleep more like longer yeah. in order to like 
adjust to the place that they're going. I try to stay awake. Yeah, you as try much to stay as I awake. Can. Okay. Yeah, usually until I try to stay awake until 10 p.m. in the time zone that I'm in okay, that's and just do everything that I possibly can to stay awake. Because if you say if you land in Europe at 4 p.m. or something, you go to sleep at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. you're so fucked for the next week. Yeah. It's just so hard to regulate it after mm-hmm. that. So... Yeah, usually try to stay awake. Until I started traveling more, people would talk about jet lag and I'd be like, oh, cool, jet lag. Like, it sounds like no, such a bitchy problem. So bad. It is so difficult. It is. It yeah. is exhausting. I went to Paris in February just or in January, just to, like get in my apartment, get some space. And I was asleep the entire week I was there, basically. Yeah. I would yeah. sleep till like 2 p.m. Yes. Because I could not catch up. And I was like, cool, I'll stay out until late. And then mm-hmm. like, get no, I just... I could not. It'll knock you out. Yeah, it so will. Good and also, even if the thing with jet lag is that even if you get a full night of sleep the night before, your body is just so messed up that you're awake. But like, I'm almost delirious for a mm-hmm. couple of days and I mm-hmm. can't think straight. I remember my very first day in London, I went to lunch with this like PR manager, or whatever, based there. And I don't even remember the lunch. Yeah. I was fully awake for it, but I was in this dream state because mm-hmm. I was so jet lagged and I could not tell you one thing that her and I talked about. Well, also, if you add caffeine to that feeling, sometimes it, ma- it makes me feel like I'm living it, like I'm drunk almost. Yeah. Like yes. I'm like, or like I'm high on something. Yeah. No, I it's cannot think straight. A drug. So yeah. I, it makes me really respect people like international supermodels or artists who go on tour around the entire world. Yeah. I'm like, how? Are y'all living? Drugs. Drugs. <laughs> Maybe we need to do that one. <laughs> Let's talk about that tip. <laughs> okay, so that's a good one. Ten, the 10 p.m. time zone. I'm going to try that next time. Yeah. I might go somewhere next month. So, so when I say somewhere, I literally don't know where, but like somewhere. <laughs> I'll take that tip into account. Okay, so let's talk about like pre-flight. What are you doing on your flight? Do you do like your skincare on the flight? Do you like no, nothing? I'm like so against that. Really? I actually have a very strong like opinion planes. about that. Okay. I yeah. planes disgust me, okay. which like is hilarious because I spend so much time on them. No, I I've said this before on my channels, but I think it's I don't understand the thing of like doing your skincare on a flight, which mm-hmm. you see so many influencers do. do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, there's no way that you do that when you're not recording it, right? Because yeah, like yeah. who wants to do a whole skincare routine? But anyways, I think flights are so gross. Even the the water on planes mm-hmm. is like dirty. Like it's not clean water. Yeah. I remember seeing a TikTok of a girl wash her face in the airplane bathroom and do like mm-hmm. her skincare routine in the airplane bathroom. And I'm yeah. like, that's the most heinous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, I, airplanes and airports are just gross. Like, there's no reason to do it on the flight. I do my mm-hmm. whole skincare routine before the flight. Before, okay. And I just layer on a ton of moisturizer because airplanes Dries are so up. drying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's helped me a lot. I just do like a super like deep hydrating mask before mm-hmm. I get on the flight and then I don't touch my skin. Do you bring flight. like any kind of like I like drink element? I have one of my thing right now. I have um, liquid IV that liquid I bring. IV, yeah, liquid a IV. A lot of I have like a little bone broth packets that I bring sometimes. Ooh, cute! I'll have them boil water for me, but I also that stresses me out because the I know the coffee I never order on a plane. Like, yeah, just really gross. I know. I do a little skincare routine. I wouldn't wash my face in the bathroom necessarily, but I'll bring like before I land. Always I'll do like wipes. Like a wipe mm. and then a moisturizer yeah. and like more SPF. Why do airplanes make us so greasy? I don't understand. I don't it. know. Yeah, I'm always a grease ball when I got flights. And then yeah. I just, when I land, I shower and then I do like a hydrating sheet mask okay. once I land. Okay. Because but. you have to shower off the plane grossness. Yes. You can, you would never like go off the plane and go somewhere. No, 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 no. Okay. I have to. Because <laughs> also, I, I don't dress cute at the airport. Like mm-hmm. I'm a slime ball. I'm always in like sweatshirt, sweatshirt sweatpants. Yeah. And, when we land, sometimes Taylor will like throw himself on the bed in his airport clothes and I lose oh. my mind. I'm like, take off the airport clothes right now. That's that so is disgusting. so funny. I honestly, there obviously is merit to that. I just like don't think about it as much. Yeah. I am a shower after the plane kind of person. But if yeah. someone was like, get off the plane, throw some makeup on, let's grab a drink, I would do it. I can't. <laughs> You're like, but I'm disgusting. like, I'm like a control, like clean freak. Yeah. That's just, I have, a, I have friends that range from like, that's a normal level of clean freak though. I think yeah. like, I think I'm just like, I feel like I can like visualize it on yeah, my body yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, I don't feel like settled until I'm mm-hmm. showered, hair washed. I'm hygienic in general, but I did grow up like 
in the panhandle of Florida for the first eight years mm. of my life. Like my friends and I didn't wear shoes. We were eating dirt. Like we barely even really were like we were literally like in, in the pine trees and just like running around. And then the other half of my life I spent that part of my life, we were in East Texas on a ranch and we yeah. would just like be with the horses and we'd be like, I got to pee. And they just like run over and pee in the grass okay. um, or like shower off in a hose. Okay. Like and literally, green gables. <laughs> literally, literally. I look back at it sometimes and I'm like, Did that really was that me? Because I'm not really sure it where I came character. from. I also don't ever really get sick. I also had my hands in my mouth. Oh, I, I used to bite my nails really bad. Yeah. Which is why I get gel X. But I was sick as a child. I was just really? a pukey kid. I threw mm. up like every day. Oh my God. You know the meme of like, mom, I threw up. Like that was me every day until I was like what? 15 years old. Oh my I God. Know. I had like ear infections and like oh, those growing pains really bad, but not, I never got sick. My mom was always like, take your hands out of your mouth. And we're running around like with the neighborhood kids. We're all sweaty and yeah. grimy, disgusting. But I credit that to me never getting sick. Yeah. My like, well, if I just shove dirt in my mouth, my body <laughs> builds up dirt its <laughs> And touch everything in the world and then put my hands in my mouth. Like my mom was traumatized. She is a psycho clean freak. Like she's mm. someone like even since I was little, she will not eat or drink after any of us. We aren't allowed like oh. we aren't allowed to touch the same things that she touches. She's crazy about Purell. Like there's Purell on her. I'm like, mom, that's not good for your immune system either. Like she is so extreme. Oh, see, my mom was the opposite, which I felt like mm. built the parallel yes. in me. We always want to be the opposite. We're like, well, you're like this. Well, watch this. Yeah. So I'm like <laughs> exactly. the first child. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually you're the first child too, right? Yeah. OK, we I I just want to like, I guess, go against her. So I'm yeah. like, look how much dirt I can put in my mouth. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. That's my girl. Right? Okay. So back to traveling. What is your favorite place you've been as of late? Because you've been quite a few places. Been quite a few places. Mm -hmm. I usually say my top two travel places are Tokyo and Australia. Tokyo mm -hmm. because it's just cool and unique. And yeah. Australia because I love Australian people. Mm -hmm. I have been wanting to go to Tokyo so badly. Oh, you have to go. You have to go just for the, I think I was telling you this the other day, the vintage shopping there yeah. is so good. When should I go? Like, when's the best time that you've been? Any season? I only went in, I went in October and it was mm -hmm. fine. It was a little bit chilly, but mm -hmm. tourism is still down there just because of COVID Everything, stuff. Yeah. So it's, a, it's always it's a good place, time. It's, it's a good such a cool place. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to, so I'm, I think I might get a dog. I think I told you this. You just I, I want to get a dog in October, so I won't be able to travel until like the springtime. Oh. Like actually travel. Wait, come wanna, to Tokyo like, with me in October and then get the dog when you get back. Mm, did we talk about this? No. Or were we tipsy? We went to one night. I was beyond tipsy, <laughs> Peyton. Like you oh. scare me. <laughs> but tank. I went to wine night. I was like, yeah, let's go to happy hour, Morgan. Let's do this. She's like, sure, for sure. Like, I'm should I drive? Should I Uber? And I'm like, Uber. Please Uber. Okay. <laughs> so we go to this Aveline happy hour at Harriet's, which is so great. Mm -hmm. And we got you, there at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I don't think I got home until 1 a.m. We just sat there and pounded wine. We I don't had drink two bottles. Much. Yeah. We had two bottles. And I'm like, we should go to the bar. I'm always like a nightcap kind of girly. Yeah. Morgan orders. We order the same drink. I drink Morgan's entire drink. Yeah. She's like, I literally can't drink this anymore. I could not take one more sip. I was going to. I Die. mean, at that point, I don't even really, really remember it. And then afterwards, I texted Payne, oh, here's me, like, still being my childhood self. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I threw up. <laughs> I was like, no fucking, because I went home and just, like, watched a show and, like, went to sleep. That's crazy. Is that not insane? But my problem is the people I hang out with in my life, like, you know, some people can just intake alcohol and, like, mm -hmm. they're fine. One of my good friends, Kelsey, gonna call her out. She doesn't even listen. She's like, would rather not hear my voice for an extra hour. <laughs> But she is a freaking tank. But it, like, runs in her family. She can, mm -hmm. like, drink and drink and drink. And she's not blackout. And she's Clara is like that, too. She's not hungover. And, like, what kind of DNA is this? I must be somewhere in the middle because no, I'm not a lightweight. I got the hangovers of an old man. Really? So my mom's like, were you? So, so were you not hungover the next day? No, I remember I was that? like, wasn't that good? That's no crazy. sugar wine. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Payton was like, has no sugar. You, you'll never get a hangover. And I go, mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> if you drink two bottles, if we each have a bottle to ourselves, then yeah, we'll maybe have a I was not. Okay. Oh my God. Day. I love it. Um, yeah, I know. I'm scary. I'm really like some people like I go out with my friends and I'm like, I'm normal. And then like I go out with normal people and they're like, okay, so like another, oh, another drink. And I'm it like, yeah, another time. one. It was God, a good time. Round. If I ever go to Vegas, like you will be my the first one. invite. The one. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Back to school shopping is coming and so is all the chaos that comes with it. 
But with DoorDash, you can be first day ready with pantry staples and classroom supplies to make a good first impression without the stress. So y'all know I love DoorDash over here just for my day to day. I'm always ordering my meals. I'm always ordering my snacks. I really love my time in the evening when I can order myself a lovely, healthy dinner and be horizontal and watch my shows. That's very important. And food delivery by DoorDash is a huge part of my evening routine. With DoorDash, you'll enjoy next level convenience with delivery in the hour, making it easier than ever to get your back to school needs fast. I'm actually so shook that you can get your classroom supplies on DoorDash as well. All of your favorite retail, grocery, and convenience stores are on the app so you can shop everything your kids need for back to school. You can fill their backpacks, their bellies, and the pantry this back to school season. Be prepared before the big day arrives. Stock up with on the go breakfasts, lunchbox staples, and the brands they love. So, of course, I have a promotion for listeners of Note to Self, just because I love DoorDash so much and I'm going to help you out here. So, you can order now for stress free back to school shopping. Use promo code Note to Self to get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more at convenience, grocery, or retail stores on DoorDash. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. Promo code note to self. Don't forget that's code note to self for 50% off your next order terms apply. The daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every single day. I gave AG1 a try over a year ago because first of all, I saw everyone and their moms using it all over social media. And I wanted a single solution to support my whole body instead of taking handfuls of supplements every morning. So spoiler alert, I was hooked. Like I said, I take it every day. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It can be difficult to know where to start with supplements and who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. It's a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients. AG1 helps support your gut, your immune system, and helps to boost your energy without having to take a bunch of pills or vitamins or having to drink something that tastes gross in the morning. I drink AG1 in the morning before I make my French press coffee, of course, and it makes me feel energized and ready to take on the day. It's a huge part of my morning ritual and makes me feel like I'm doing something good for myself right off the bat in the mornings. So why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? It's ideal. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash note to self. That's drinkag1.com slash note to self. Check it out. Okay. So we're back. We're going back. We're going back to Tokyo. I do want to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go in October. It depends on when I find this dog. Because if I find the most perfect dog ever in September and I go pick yeah. her up in October, it'll be different because I'm really wanting to nest. But I do want to send this dog to a very, like a professional trainer. Oh, you should At do some that. point. So I'll have like, like, I don't know, four weeks, however yeah. long it takes. yeah. yeah. At some point. So I'll yeah. let you know. Okay. I'll join you in your well, adventures. I'm out and about. So. And also, I've never been to Australia. Australia's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like a utopia. I love yeah. it. I've heard a lot about it. Also, I know that that's, it's great to go in like the wintertime because it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. January. Right. January is the best time to go, mm-hmm. I think. And that's I'm usually there the whole month of January mm-hmm. and just have the best month. Like my serotonin is through the roof yes. when I'm there. I love it. I love the people. I love the food. I love the beaches. Mm-hmm. I definitely romanticize that place quite a bit, but yeah. it's just a better version of LA in my opinion. Do you ever get like, not even like FOMO, because like when I'm not in LA, I'm not around my friends or something, I do mm-hmm. get FOMO, but like, do you ever get tired of traveling so much? Like, do you ever wish like, damn, I really want to stay in one place or are you like, this is kind of the time of my life to travel? It depends where I am. I would say Europe is harder for me. Mm-hmm. So I could spend months in Australia and like not even think about going home. Yeah. Europe is more difficult because Australia and the UK, I would say, are both very similar to the US. Mm -hmm. Like I have the things that make me feel like I'm at home. There is very similar food. There's workout classes. They speak English. (laughs) Everyone speaks English. Like 
Australians are very similar to people in LA, I would say. Mm-hmm. And when I go to Europe and it's a different language and the food is really different and they don't have like, they don't have hot Pilates in Austria. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That is a little bit more unsettling for me. Mm-hmm. And it's harder for me to just adjust okay. being in places like that because I don't have the things that that ground me, the yeah. very simple things that ground me. So what do you do? Let's say in a situation in Europe, you're trying to ground yourself because you're staying in Europe for a little bit. What's something you do? Because I'm not a big travel and then do the touristy type things Mm -hmm. just because it's usually not as fun as everyone says Mm -hmm. or like underwhelming or overwhelming because there's crowds and everything like that. So what are your favorite things to do in different countries to just ground yourself and make you feel like you almost like live there. Yeah, I just go on long walks. Mm-hmm. I find coffee shops. Usually I can find, but that's another issue with Europe is it's really hard to find iced coffee anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I find coffee shops. I do really like going to museums. Mm-hmm. So I have like a Spotify playlist that's all my favorite classical music. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put that in, go walk around the museum. Like I, I've always enjoyed going to museums and yeah. art. My mom used to take me to them a lot when I was little. So I'll do that. And... I mean, depending on the weather, a lot of times I just like try to spend as much time outside as I can and like walking around. Mm -hmm. But the thing about European cities, too, is that once you've been to a lot of them, they all do kind of blend together Mm -hmm. a little bit. They they are quite similar in a lot of ways. That's how I feel about American cities, too, though. Like a lot of the big cities here, I'm like, was that Houston or was that like... yeah. Atlanta or was that Miami? Like, I don't know where I am at some point. I feel like the most unique city in the U.S. is actually New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I love New Me Orleans. Me freaking too. I want to go back. I haven't been back in a couple of years, but yeah. that's like whenever my friends from outside of the U.S. are like, oh, I'm going to the U.S. Where should I, should I go to L.A.? Should I go to New York? I'm like, go to New Orleans. Yeah. That place is so cool. It's very American feeling too because there's so many different cultures crossing yeah. there. Yeah. I love the voodoo shops. Like, love. Ugh. And it's like the old southern kind of vibe yes. too. Bourbon Street's wild. You yes. get everything. The food's amazing. Food is so good. We used to do at A&M the, any of like the fraternity formals mm-hmm. if they did them you know outside of just on near campus mm-hmm. or whatever we'd go I went a couple times to New Orleans and they would bring like the big coach buses and you'd like decorate the coolers so for you and your date and we, you'd fill it like as the girl, you decorate a cooler and then you fill it up because they brought you mm. obviously on the trip. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a very Southern. And I we feel would, like, like I've seen that. Go to New TikTok Orleans. Before. Yeah. It was so fun. And we would just like fuck around in New Orleans. Mm. And one of my best friends from college went to med school there. So I got to go to Mardi Gras there once. And it mm. was, I mean, I was exhausted. After day, day one, I was hungover, which yeah. means like that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it was exhausting. I mean, Noah's the place to do it. Maybe also I think the drinking thing comes from being from Texas too. Like oh. Texans remind me. There's sub, there's like a through vein of like Australians and Texans in mm. my brain where I'm like, whenever I see like Australians on TikTok, like they're doing crazy. whatever they're doing out in like the, the what, what do they call it? The... Oh, there, there is a name for it. I can't What's remember the name? right now. Okay. The country yeah. of Australia. They, it reminds me of Texans like in the ranch and like mm-hmm. my guy friends who just like go out on the ranch and just are menaces and yep. just like being stupid. They remind me of Texans so much. And I feel like Australians can drink so much. Oh, the, the partying there is like crazy. crazy. It's a different level. Yeah. Different level. Also, Russian people. I'm like, I'm like, Rush, it's like Texans have their whiskey. Russians have their vodka. Bunga. Australians have like their drugs. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> the Irish have their beer. Yeah, their beer. Like there's there's some cultures that like drinking is just so prevalent in that society. Yeah. And Texas is British like that. people too. British yes. people drink like a lot. They're like tanks. Yeah. It just yeah. happens. So when you go to a big Texas state school <laughs> and you just pound Keystone for yeah. four years straight. Oh gross. <laughs> and only I mean, like the things we used to drink there, I think I've said this before. We had a a shot that my friends and I would do just like, we'd be like, oh my God, let's start the night. Like, let's do three wake me ups. Oh. These things are, now when I think about them, like I couldn't do them now. They are, it's at a place called Cedar Lane at Texas A&M. We have an area called Northgate. It's like just where all the bars are because it's not a huge city that mm-hmm. we lived in, but it's a big school. Anyway, Cedar Lane, you go up and you do, you grab these wake me up shots and they're Red Bull cans. And they like, you know, when you shotgun a beer, they put like the little hole in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So they put a hole in the bottom of the Red Bull. They pour out half of it. They put in 
six different types of liquor. Just a I do not know what is actually in it. Mm. I know it's got to be like whiskey. There's some like other things and then it makes it taste pretty good. It's the jungle juice of bad decisions. Literally. It's like a Long Island iced tea, but um. in a, it's like you're shotgunning a Long Island iced tea. Mm. So we would go take the waking up shots and we'd be like, oh my God, because you know, shots are kind of um, a communal activity. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever enjoy shots, but like if all my friends are taking a shot, I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Like so fun. Oh, I just tossed that behind my shoulder. <laughs> You're like, great, wonderful. <laughs> I need to start doing He's like, what was that? <laughs> I'll do like half now because I'm such a baby. I'm considering myself a baby based on what I was like in college. Yeah. We would just like shoot these Red Bull things. Like we... Like nothing was going to happen to us ever. Mm. We'd be like, oh my God, so-and-so just got here. Okay, wake me up shots again. And like, that is so much Red Bull. That is so much liquor. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I've been hardened. I've been truly hardened. It's when been an interesting I time. I feel like I was a better drinker in college too. I had like multiple bottles of Malibu rum mm-hmm. under my bed. I'm under my dorm bed. And I would just drink it straight from the bottle. Yeah. No chaser. Nothing. Yeah. If I did that now, I would... I have mentioned that I used to be a rum girl as well. Like everyone yeah, has to I think, loved rum. Me too. I, what was that about? I think that that was the only thing for me. The Bacardi was the only thing I knew my parents didn't ever oh. drink. Like their parents didn't. Like, there's no yeah. who drinks fucking Bacardi like at a house. So I would just like take the Bacardi and then that's what I got used to. And when you're young, you don't know anything about alcohol. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, well, this is the one I normally get. And yeah. we'd like sneak it or whatever. I remember anyway. when I was in high school, I stole a bottle of my parents' whiskey. Of all things mm-hmm. I could have taken, I take like a Jack Daniels. I could, can't even drink that now. No, I can't either. There's That's horrible. It's awful. That's another, I mean, it is a very Texas thing. I always think it's cool when like one of my friends goes up to the bar and is like, can I get like a something on the rocks, like a whiskey? I'm like, are you serious right like, now? Okay, that's kind of badass. <laughs> that's insane. Okay. So anyway, back to your favorite places. We've got Tokyo. We've got Australia. You went to London recently. You mentioned. Yep. I... That's one place I have been. I feel like I've traveled an okay amount, not a ton. And the more that I get to know myself, the more I realize I love being home. Yeah. (laughs) I just love being home and like stable. I don't mind moving a lot, but I like to have all my stuff with me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So living in a suitcase is hard. It's unsettling. Yeah. It's very unsettling, which is one reason I have a completely psychotic packing routine because there's been too many times where I've been on the road or on these really long trips where like... I feel like I underpacked and that mm-hmm. is an underlying anxiety that will stick with me the whole time okay. there. So now I bring everything, everything, everything. And that means like two 70 pound suitcases. Okay. But that's the only way that I can really feel comfortable in mm-hmm. a place is I have to bring all the extra stuff. Yeah. And so what does your packing routine look like? I mean, it, maybe it, it's easier to look at visually, but yeah, I mean, I plan out all my outfits ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I had a TikTok. I think it, I think it has like six million views or something mm-hmm. now. Because it, and I was like, I know, I knew that this was like crazy, but I didn't realize. You know, sometimes when a video does too good, and you're like, ooh, yeah, like what, was it that? <laughs> that crazy? means there's a lot of hate. Because really yeah. <laughs> half the people are like, oh my god, this is so me. I need mm-hmm. to do this, and then half the people are like, you are mentally ill. You're <laughs> like, like, I am. So there's so. a lot of discourse in the, t- in the comments about yeah. that. But yeah, so I I plan all of my outfits ahead of time and take a photo in them and make this ass. little like yeah. the Polly Pocket catalog thing that's mm-hmm. on TikTok. Um, is it when you copy yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. Put it like a note. Yep. Okay. I put it in a note. I organize it by like daytime fits, match outfits, dinner outfits. Mm-hmm. And that's just easier for me because instead of rummaging through my suitcase while I'm yeah. actually in the place, I can just pull up this little catalog and be like, okay, like jeans, black tank top. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Um, and that saves me a lot of time. And then I'm not packing things that like I'm not going to wear, don't go with other things. Okay. So I do that. I... I don't know. Then I guess I just like bring all my my normal stuff, toiletries and shoes. Are you a packing cube kind of girly or no? I am. Okay. And I will say that packing cubes are like 100% worth it. I never Mm -hmm. got it until I like bit the bullet and started using them. And I was like, how did I ever function without these? I have to pack tomorrow or today to leave tomorrow to go to Texas. packing cubes? I do have packing cubes that I've recently purchased. They're great. And I need to use them. Yeah. By the end of the trip, I feel like everything's just out and I'm just, yeah. and also like I'm so bad. I feel like I have this thing that I do, especially now being single, I want to get the most out of each trip. So like if I'm going to New York or something, the last night my friends are like, let's go get a drink. And I'm like, it's my last night. Let's do that. And then I have to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I end up just like 
being a little hungover in the morning, grabbing everything, shoving, shoving it in my, my thing. But the packing cubes are like, that's my ideal situation. Like, yeah. it is so satisfying to not only have your outfits picked out and do the whole extra, mm-hmm. taking a photo in them. That level of preparation is yeah. very admirable. It's it's very time consuming, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I basically have to set aside like a whole day for yeah, it, especially for if I'm going on a long trip. Like this next trip I'm going on, I'm going to be gone for like six or seven weeks. Mm-hmm. So I have to take that time. That to, is so scary to me. I know. <laughs> it's You're a, honestly it's not weird. scared. But like. It's a weird. I mean, I'm used to it now, but it's definitely a very like strange yeah. nomadic, like a different type of nomadic mm-hmm. lifestyle, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that, that preparation is super helpful for just feeling like I have my life together yeah well also you do fashion content on the internet so like yeah, it's not like you're just you're walking around I mean that's it's great for anyone who wants mm-hmm. to use it but you are really using this for your job so taking that amount of time to prep is probably smart yeah people will point that out to me all the time like my friends are like you should probably pack for more than about eight minutes yeah. like because I'm like it comes time it's the morning of and I'm like running around trying to pack oh everything God, like I'm no, just I can't do that I'm, I, but I overpack because then I bring everything so yeah like, I might need this that's smart. What you're doing, that's the way to do it. I need to go mm-hmm. home and pack today. I actually set aside like tonight to pack. Good. But I have a packing video, a whole packing video on YouTube I that goes mi- oh, on, really YouTube? on YouTube, like okay. a 30 minute okay. in depth. Oh, if you need yeah. some inspo. I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go find <laughs> A little it. plug. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about while you're in these cities, Taylor is off doing his own thing. You're walk- You're going on walks. You are going to coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Is this a part of your relationship that you feel like you thrive in like the independence portion because I felt like that a lot when I'm in a, I was in a relationship with someone who his job took up a lot of his time and a lot of what we did was based off of his job mm-hmm. and I feel like sometimes one it's hard for people to look at that and be like almost like celebrating it because some people are like you're giving up so much for him and like you're doing so much for him and you're like no actually this is like a really sick opportunity for me too like yeah I got the ability to like live in Dallas and live in DC and like, mm-hmm. ex- and I freaking loved living in DC. would not give it that time for the world, but like, and also be with someone where I was watching him do something he was so uniquely good at. And mm-hmm. like he was living his own life. And again, we were living parallel. Like it yeah. was, we were together, but like I was always off doing my own thing. But I think it's easy for people to look at a situation like that and be like, why would you move in with him and like be doing this with him when he's doing so much and it's not about you. I'm like, well, he does little things. He did little things for me all the time, yeah. obviously throughout the day. But do you like having a boyfriend that's busy all the time like that? Because I loved it. I love it. Yeah, I, I loved need it. it. I yeah. can't deal with like clingy mm-hmm. men. Like the there's one guy in particular I used today who was just like so, so clingy, always needed to be in contact. Like he, he was busy with like his job or whatever, but like was so needy and mm-hmm. I cannot deal with that. Deal with like that. I was, I constantly was like, you need to leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like I am like, getting my nails done right now. Like, you need to leave me alone. Well, my issue I have is a normal level of conversation that I think two people have in a relationship. I think I consider that clingy, especially in the beginning. Mm. Like, I don't like to text all day. It's just yeah. not my thing. We're on our phones all day anyways. Like, I'd prefer to not correspond that way. I'm like more of a like, let's FaceTime at the end of the day kind yeah. of person yeah, if I'm too. away from this person. But I, I don't like being contacted. Even by people that I like. <laughs> I like, have so many okay, missed texts. Don't talk to Just me. Just don't contact me unless you literally have to or unless we're face to face. Like, I'm not going to have a full blown conversation over text. Yeah. And I know it's such a thing, you know, in dating and that she or he is not texting back. Whoever's, you know, they're not responding in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. So I think I'm just coming from a different perspective of like, if my boyfriend is busy because he's like literally on a field mm-hmm. or on a court or whatever. That's like the best case scenario. Yeah, 100%. Are you opinion. like that with friendships too? Yes. I mean, I like making, I think most of my friends know, like we'll have a quick conversation over text, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the times it'll be FaceTime or it's whenever I see them next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like I I have maybe two friends that mm-hmm. I text consistently that are in New yeah. York just like, because we've been like that since we were freshmen in college. Like mm-hmm. we've always stayed in contact, but sometimes if I start hanging out with someone new where I have like a new girlfriend and they text me like, so how was your day? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, 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 I can't <laughs> do that. Stop. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> also like a little voice note or something, you know, the voice note is my favorite thing. Yeah. It I gets everything out. Mm-hmm. We got the voice note, mm-hmm. everything I needed to say, everything you need to say. It's a quick two message exchange. Yep. I think I have like 270 missed texts right now on my phone and they're not from group texts. Oh, those are like singular yeah. text messages. Yeah. 
not even like spam because I go ahead and delete those. I also delete like if I see a guy text me that I don't want to talk to, I just delete it. And I so I never have to look at it. Do you, red, you don't have your reds on, though. I don't have my reds on. I do that also with DMs. If I see a guy like be like, do you want to? I just delete it. Yeah. Because I don't want to <laughs> deal with the correspondence. I, I also don't really Good. answer DMs. I'm like, yeah. Wait, I actually remember this is when I first started following you way back and you turned off your story replies too. Yeah. Turn on my story replies because I, I just about have anxiety. That. Like yeah. I just, I have anxiety. And when I say this to people, people are like, well, it's kind of your job to answer people. And I'm yeah. like, listen, I try to give as much information as I can as possible each day about certain things. Mm-hmm. If I leave a link sticker, it's because I can link it. If I can't, if I don't leave a link st- sticker, for example, I have this like the school jewelry I wear every day. I can't link it. I wear it every day, but I can't link it because it's from like a New York gold shop, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I won't link it. I get a ton of questions about that. So I'll answer it a couple of times. But the number of things you have to answer and the number the amount of correspondence you have when you have a, a larger following, mm-hmm. it's a lot. People oh ask a lot of questions. Yeah. And sometimes they're questions truly that I have no business answering. Like there can be really deep questions that I feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. like giving you this advice mm-hmm. without a ton of like pre like, hey, like I don't know you. Okay, like Mm -hmm. I cannot give you this advice, but here's what I would do in this situation. Like I just found myself being uncomfortable. Yeah, that's what you're like SP. Yes, I'm like, hey, let's let's do the let's do this. I'll get it all done in one. I want to give people as much as I possibly can while also keeping some for myself, not making myself insane. Yeah, and that goes for not only people who follow me on the internet, but for my friends too. Obviously, like my friends know this about me. Sometimes I'm just not available. Yeah, like I've had to text so many friends and be like, listen, I am not in the space to like help you right now or Mm -hmm. I'm not in the space to hang out right now honestly like I need a week or I'm going through this or I'm going through that so I like I guess it's a boundary placement Mm -hmm. that I'm very particular about but But not only in relationships and like your followers yes everything it's very that that not answering dms is not meant to be rude it's most it's supposed to be like that's just who I am in real life like if you were my friend that boundary would be there too I'm the same way and I think that sometimes it can turn people off but also it reminds me of like how in relationships, if your boundaries scare someone, like they're not the person for you. Mm-hmm. So I've had some backlash about that with the DM situation. And I'm like, or with my friends, like, hey, this is who I am. This is my boundary. If that bothers you, like you don't need to follow me. That's mm-hmm. okay. But when I see certain DMs come through, I'll answer some. And then I'll like, if I'm seeing a pattern in things or I'm talking about a subject that I know people like. I just try to dive into it completely. So there's no questions. Good. <laughs> there's no follow up, you yeah. know, things like that. Yeah. So the boundaries fair. I'm placing are like very particular, mm-hmm. but it gives me so much freaking anxiety. So if I had a guy texting me all day, yeah, no. asking me questions, I'm like, you're already not my person. Yeah. <laughs> this is my boundary. Okay. Like my friends got to respect it. The people who follow me need to respect it. Yeah. And so do you. So I like, I love having a significant other who's super busy. Yeah. Because no, then you come together good. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you get to like exchange the cool things that y'all did that day. I know with him, it's probably pretty much the same thing all the time. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he's really busy, but he's also very good at like checking in. Like right yeah. now, I'm not going to see him for a couple weeks because he is at tournaments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm spending this rest of the summer in New York. But he's really good. Like after his practice, he'll text me and be like, hey, I had a good practice. Let me yeah, yeah. hope you're doing well. And that I need that too. Like I don't want him to like ignore me the whole day. Yeah, so yeah. I want to know that I'm he's... a daily check-in for yeah. sure, but yeah. I'm not a texter all day. I'm not like, then I'm doing this. And unless I have mm-hmm. something like interesting it's to so add. It's so repetitive too. Like we've been together for over three years yeah, now. I'm that's like, another thing. you only have so much to talk You're about. You're like, great, wonderful. And he's, how was practice? How was your match? It's the same thing <laughs> yeah. all the time too, yeah. especially with sports. I kind of love the stability of it though. Like mm-hmm. I love that it's like, you're practicing, you're training, you're playing. You know what to expect. The end. It. Yeah. And then you're doing PT or whatever therapy you need to mm-hmm. do after. Okay, so when you're away from him for a long time, because this is another thing people ask, the long distance situation. Because mm-hmm. you're technically not long distance, but you are because y'all are just yeah. in different places all the time. Mm-hmm. What are some of your long distance tips? I think the check-in is really uh-huh. good. Like just communicating what you want. Like I, I want a good morning and a good night text. Like okay. I, I do love that. Like I want to wake up. Especially if he's in a different time zone, mm-hmm. like if he's in Europe and I wake up at 8 a.m. L.A. time and mm-hmm. it's 2 p.m. his time and I wake up to no text. I'm like, the fuck well, is wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> like, what, what is, happening, is here? happening right now? Are you dead? Yeah. Like, that's what goes into my head. So just communicating like what you want, what mm-hmm. you need. Um, I think if your communication styles are similar to like for me and my last relationship, we were long distance for a year and a half mm-hmm. in two different American time zones, but they were three hours apart. Mm-hmm. And I think that I loved like a 
FaceTime at the night. At the yeah. end of the night. Like yeah. I was like, cool, tell me, like get all your stories together for the day. Let's FaceTime. Let's chat. Let's have like some, because I'm a quality time person. Mm-hmm. Let's chat and then we're good. And yeah. you know, if you can't chat that day, sure. If you're having mm-hmm. a bad day or you're busy or you're going to dinner with your friend, whatever it is, like that's fine. But like a check-in is nice. Check-in is nice. Make sure you're, you're, that's what I said at the beginning of the relationship. We need to FaceTime like most evenings pretty quick. Yeah. And that worked out really well. So yeah. communicating your communication needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's super important. Also like we will sometimes just keep kind of the same routine. So every night before we go to sleep, we like watch something together mm-hmm. and he plays with my hair until I fall asleep. But then when he is traveling or like if I'm in New York and he's at a tournament, whatever, a lot of times we'll like call each other on Discord and like watch a show together mm-hmm. before we go to sleep. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Like just I've like, never heard of that. We don't talk or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we just like have each other's like face on the screen. We've been mm-hmm. doing that for years so oh, that's awesome yeah I love that that's good I tried to make my ex watch a show with me once and we like it was on just FaceTime mm-hmm. so we really went back and forth with starting the oh. show at the exact same time and that was a whole complicated oh situation. yeah you have to do discord and do like the screen sharing yeah no we were we were just being so chaotic and then we were like <laughs> oh my god like freaking out and then we're like never mind we are literally never doing this again yeah. we were trying to be cute for five seconds oh. okay so any other long distance <clears throat> tips besides um, like being independent I think finding your own life and your own place like your own friends your own thing to do your own purpose which I feel like you've really found especially in the last year with the content Mm -hmm. you are definitely keeping yourself busy doing that Mm -hmm. I also like that you did this last Wimbledon situation the the hosting and the fashion content so again it's that example of your lives running parallel Mm -hmm. and you're doing the same things you're at the same place at least but you're finding things to do and ways to keep yourself busy through work at this point I thought that that was really interesting because I'm seeing some of my friends my my friend Allie especially get involved in more stuff with the NFL Mm -hmm. and like she's doing stuff with her husband but there again it's parallel yeah you know what I mean I think that's really interesting how did the Wimbledon fashion hosting thing come about like did they reach out to you about this yeah they reached out to me like end of last year because Mm -hmm. of a a TikTok that I'd done at Wimbledon that Mm -hmm. had like caught their eye it was like just a video a bunch of people's fashion so they reached out to me I'd had like prior media experience before and like doing Mm -hmm. broadcasting and stuff so, yeah, it was just a good fit. And that yeah. was really nice to be, like, recognized by them. That yeah, was really of course. Cool. And it's really official. It makes you feel probably more even even more a part of, like, the tennis family in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's, like, pretty small, I would assume. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously tennis is, like, a massive sport. Not so much of in course, yeah. the U.S., but Australia, Europe, like, huge, huge sports. So, like, the fan base is big. The actual tennis tour itself is very small. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. A little. Yeah. Very small community. I well, say. I love seeing also that you did a TikTok about like a day in your life at Wimbledon and you're like going. First of all, you did so much that day that I was like, I need to be horizontal. That was, that was the busiest like two weeks of my whole life. Craziest day. But it was like, again, you were running parallel. You were you were part of Taylor's world in a way that was your own. Mm. So you're doing your own thing. You're going to your own meetings and stuff. And then you're meeting him at like the Nike house and you're mm-hmm. like doing whatever. And then you are watching him practice and then you're like doing drinks with your friends. And like, that's exactly how I like to be in a relationship, especially when I'm traveling, like again with my ex, that's the only time I've really been in a relationship. So that's the only one I can point to. (laughs) So I feel like I talk about it a lot, but with him, if he'd play in like New York or something, we'd stay in the same hotel, obviously in the team hotel, but like they'd go up to the field to practice before the game and do PT and all the stuff. And I would just like, do whatever I wanted all day. It was so fun. It's the best way to do it. And honestly, like, that's not always been the case with, Mm -hmm. like, our relationship. When we first started dating, I was still working in corporate. So, you know, it was really, it was really different when I traveled with him. He would leave in the morning and I would be in the hotel on my computer working all day. And then he would get back and he would be so exhausted from practice and be like, I'd be like cracked out ready to go you're like yeah, oh, I, I've been in bed like working all day because mm-hmm. I was working remotely which was great but at the same time was very isolating very lonely mm-hmm. and I I had to be online from like a nine to five situation so then he would get back and he'd be really tired and he just wanted to like chill or whatever and I think there was a lot of just like resentment kind of mm-hmm. because I'm like I'm here and I, I'm stuck and I can't do anything and I can't go hang out with my friends and I'm in this yeah. like weird city on the other side of the world and that was not good for our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I like, was able to figure out something where it works so well for us. And mm-hmm. honestly, now like our relationship is 
the best that it's ever been. Like both of us are so like happy with how everything's going in like our yes. career and our lives. And we've built such a good, like strong partnership. And we're both so supportive mm-hmm. of what the other is doing and knowing that whatever I do in this world is going to benefit him and vice versa. Yeah. That's such a healthy, I guess, experience to have from start, even when it wasn't healthy and noticing it and be able to change it. I had a similar experience when I first moved to DC. This was like last year before the season last year. I moved by myself because my ex was still doing like his PT in Florida. So I moved to DC, even though I I fucking love DC. I had a couple of people I knew there. It wasn't my good friends. Mm -hmm. And the team, the girls were all like this particular team. Everyone was a mother. Like everyone was freaking pregnant. I'm like, who's going to drink beer with me at the game? Like no one can. (laughs) They were all super nice. And like I got close to them anyway Mm. but he wasn't really playing because he was injured so like I wasn't going up to the field all the time and you still have to when the team is in town when that's happening go to the field Mm -hmm. all day so you still go to the field you walk up we lived by the field so you go up there you do like practice PT you have to do everything before the game starts because then you sit through the game so we had this like moment even me being so independent it happens when like I moved to the city he's the only person I really know super Mm -hmm. well He's gone all day. I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like I didn't know enough people to get out and about in D.C. I was busy, so I had to work admin or whatever. And I would see we lived in an apartment complex across the street from like most of his teammates. And all of his teammates have full families and stuff like that. So like mm-hmm. you can see in their apartment. Like we can all see oh. each other. <laughs> so like you know, like, we're like keeping the shades up. But I know in everyone's home. My ex is just very talkative. This is just an example of I had that exact feeling that you had. He's very talkative. He's very social. He does PT after the the you know game and everything so he'd come home like consistently like 15 minutes later than everyone mm-hmm. and it wasn't to the point where I was like oh my god what are you doing like are you cheating on me it was not that at mm-hmm. all it was just like you know I'm sitting here you know I've been bored all day by myself in this apartment yeah why don't you just like get the food and not eat it at the field just come home because like your teammates are home yeah. faster than you because they want to see their kids like where are you and I had this moment where I was like I was just sitting one time like on the couch watching tv and when he came home, I was just like so excited because I was so bored. And I was like, Peyton, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so how did you get out of this apartment? Well, honestly, we had a, like an argument about it. Not really an argument, more of like, he's like, why are you at my ass? I'm like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. But it was because I was just like so bored. Yeah. And I, I wasn't living my own life. So I was yeah. like, shit, I got to go live my own life. So I yeah. had to like make more friends. And I had to go like I would go work outside of the house a lot. I would Good. go. At least you were self-aware enough to like, how how long do you think that took you to realize that? I would say, I mean, less than a month, but. Okay, that's amazing. I think it took me like a year. Really? It took me a long time to like realize. And I think it was like causing a lot of issues in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And like you resent them and you're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, why won't you help me? And then they are like, what do you like? I'm working all day, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like drained as hell. I just want to come home and sit here and like, I'm ready to go. So I realized like there's obviously a push and a pull like, yes, he has a job and yes, he's going to have to go out of his way sometime to accommodate you Mm -hmm. and you can't he can't feel like pressured about it. You know, like it's his job to be your boyfriend, too. But you have to also be understanding that you guys live two separate lives. It's not his job to fulfill you. Yeah. And keep you entertained was really my thing. I'm like, okay, he's literally at work all day. Mm -hmm. I mean, the stress also being injured, the the physical therapy the working out and very specific they're very specific about workouts obviously they're on very specific programs anyway I just had this moment where I was like what the fuck are you doing yeah like, why are we arguing about this right now like do are you okay he's like do you have anything to do I'm like I just work all day here he's like well then get out of the house I'm like Good. you're right <laughs> that's good you guys had a conversation about it though yeah. you know like it was that, that's a, important it was yeah. definitely heated on my end because I was like what are you doing why yeah. like and he's like what the fuck are like I've never seen this side of you I'm like sorry I was oh whoa I'm so sorry yeah. I don't know what just came over me yeah but that is so important and it is something that made my relationship better as well to have mm-hmm. friends in the area and be gone and like almost like I don't know it's it's more attractive to everyone just like we don't like anyone who's clingy mm-hmm. like I noticed like if if he was sitting on the couch waiting for me to get home from work every day I'd be like get your shit together yeah what are you doing yeah. like Though I will say it was like the evening. Usually the games are like start at seven. So yeah. like it's 11 p.m. Like what else am I doing? <laughs> but anyways, I think that's such a good, that's a good tip. And I think that a lot of women go through that experience of, especially if you're moving with someone and then creating my own life in D.C. was like the most fulfilling fun yeah. thing. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just like 
shaping your own world and whatever. Because like when you are dating an athlete, like your life revolves around their schedule. Yeah. Like if you want to have that partnership with someone, you just have to agree to that. That's just something yeah. that like you're like, okay, you well, sign up for we're going to be in this partnership mm-hmm. and we've been together for a long time. Like we have to figure out how to make our lives work together. Mm-hmm. And in the situation that they're in, he can't like, I would love to move to New York full time. I love New York City. I want to move to New York. Mm -hmm. I love my friends in New York. I thrive there. It is like my place. Yeah. But Taylor can never move to New York. Yeah. It's never going to happen for us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not even an option. There aren't tennis courts there for him to practice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in our in our relationship, I I do have to sacrifice like certain things that I want and Mm -hmm. I have to shape my life around his. Yeah. And I think for a long time, I struggled with that a lot until I figured out how to create my own world in his. Yeah, I think that's really important. And also, I think people will make you feel bad about that, too. They'll be like, oh, well, it's all about his life. You're like, yeah, because he's one of the best tennis players in the fucking world. What do you think that looks like? You think you just become that and like he just is like, oh, you know what? Let's move to New York. We don't even need tennis courts. Like, yeah. Of course I'm like, it's going like to be this way. I like this life too. Yeah, no, like, and like, I'm I getting great things from yeah. this too. And people look at it like there are sacrifices, but there are amazing things that come. Like, you think I didn't like being like, hey, we need a reservation at Carbone. And he's like calling the team travel secretary and we get a reservation. Like, I'm like, this is sick. Perks. There's I'm some fine perks with moving sure. around yeah. a little bit because this is great. Also, like moving was easy. They help you so much in the back end with the team. Yeah. So like, I think people will look at it like, oh, these girls are moving around and doing this or whatever for their boyfriends. Oh, you but just follow your boyfriend around the world. You're like, and I'm like wouldn't you? Mm. <laughs> I live my own life. I'm doing my own thing in these amazing cities. He has a hotel room. Yeah. That shit's expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for it. And also you're like probably doing cool stuff with him because I'm sure like on these tours, like they're having the players do like all these cool. Oh, my, like, the things that we've done, things. like the people that we've met. Yes. Like, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, but I'm so grateful. You do for have it. to sacrifice. It can't just be all like there's good and bad to everything. Yeah. I always say that there's, there's I mean, everyone says that, but I think that that's always I come back to it when people talk about relationships like there are sacrifices that need to be made and if you're going to be with someone who is doing something like what Taylor is doing mm-hmm. there's going to be sacrifices that need to be made but you're also benefiting so much not only because you love this person but you're living like this crazy adventure that like not a lot of people get the opportunity to do yeah so I look at it so differently and sometimes even like even if you didn't have a job I look at some of the baseball wives I'm like damn they're at home taking care of like three children when their husband's playing 163 games a year, he's it's eight months out of the year. And if they're injured, they have to work out every day on the off season. So mm-hmm. like we never traveled. We never did anything together because we always had to be in DC or mm-hmm. in Florida or in yeah. Dallas. You know what I mean? Like every single day was freaking groundhog day. And the wives live that life where like they're just at home with the kids. The husband's gone all the time. Yeah. Like the only people that are gone longer than that are Can we really literally lonely? people that are in the military. Yeah. And they are gone, like gone, gone. You know what I mean? So it's a crazy life. And I have so much respect for people, even like we're talking about doing our own lives, having our own jobs and stuff. But even the, you know, the baseball wives who don't personally have a job, they they are at home taking care of kids. They have to be a certain level of the family of independent. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are so independent. Yeah. So sometimes I just had like I got that a lot when I was dating my ex and after we broke up, everyone's like, see, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, bitch, I had the best time. I would never if Taylor and I broke up tomorrow, I would not regret anything a single for a thing no like, that is such an adventure yeah such a unique lifestyle well that's cool I'm glad that you like talked a little bit about that because I've yeah. been meaning to talk more about long distance for sure but also like the independence portion of mm-hmm. long distance I think that's why I love long distance so much especially in the beginning I feel not so overwhelmed yeah you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's easy to overwhelm me if we're in the same city like a man will text me now like two days in a row and I'll be like oh my god like <laughs> do you want to hang out next it. week like, no. no I'm busy sorry <laughs> I can't actually I actually told this guy recently he was like do you want to do something on you know x weekday and I'm like I really weekdays aren't good for me because like I have my time to de-stress after the day Your horizontal time my right? horizontal time yeah. I watch you tell the them show. that you're like sorry I got horizontal oh, hour like, weekends or weekdays are really bad <laughs> and then he's like well what about Friday and I'm like Friday's like when I'm with my friends and then he's like, what about Saturday? I'm like, okay, so I'm with my friends either Friday or Saturday, sometimes both. And he's like Sunday and I'm like, I'm going to be hung over that day. He's like, what day? And I'm like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> There's no days I'll text actually. I'll you like five minutes before I'm feeling Yeah, it. I'll text you like, mm, I have had like one drink at happy hour. My friend needs to leave. I'm like, hey. That's usually when it happens. <laughs> yeah. What's up? 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I have to thank come you back. Ha- come you back on. I have to have you back on for more topics. I feel like there's so many things we could have talked about. Love that. When you're in town, of okay. course. Also, you're going to be in New York next month. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, right? I'm going to try to be all of August. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll just come to New York instead of doing Europe kind of things. New York is so much easier. It's so fun at that time of year, too. Yeah. Maybe like I'll end do of that. August. I love New York. End of August. I'll be there in September for sure. Okay. But maybe we can record something there, too. Oh, yeah. Are we going to do NYFW? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have to do that. Morgan yeah. and I were talking about doing Fashion Week together because both of us are. I'm a Fashion Week fan. Like I was telling her there's a way to do it right where it's yeah. not annoying to the audience and it's not overwhelming to you mm-hmm. and it could be like actually fun because like, I, like I feel like we would have a good time we would have so much fun I mean you'd have to hold me back from I know. <laughs> I to... just gonna get me blacked the whole week <laughs> it'll be so fun you're gonna be like done day one We're I like, can't done. keep up with you <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you so much for coming on where can people find you on the internet I'm at morgues m-o-o-r-r-g-s <laughs> <Okay. laughs> why have that handle I don't know but and now I'm kind of stuck with it or just it. Morgan Riddle on anything okay. on everything yep alright thanks so much you'll go find Morgan on the interwebs Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.